Hi, I'm Cindy Joe, and welcome to Creativity Inside and Out. We're glad you're with us for this show. We hope you've seen some of the previous ones and shared some of those experiences and artists with us. And today I just wanted to share with you something that hit me recently. From time to time, I work on a show called America's Got Talent. And uh, it was about a couple weeks ago from when this show is being taped that uh, we were taping at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium here in California. It's a big old auditorium that seats about 3,000 people. And I looked around me and I was watching the performances up on the stage, which were phenomenal. And I thought, this is so beautiful because it was 3,000 people who were from different countries, who were di different ethnicities, male, female, ages, whatever. And everyone was united in supporting these artists that were on stage. And there was an energy in the theater that was just unbelievable. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful. And that's the kind of thing that we're striving to achieve here on Creativity Inside and Out on a much smaller scale, obviously, but um, the beauty of art and bringing people together through art and uh, just all being one, which, uh, which is a lovely thing. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. And now let's get back to the show and, uh, and sharing more of this beauty with you. So on the last show, we had Curtis Fornadley playing guitar and uh, his original compositions or songs, we may call them, um, they, were, they were absolutely gorgeous. And on this show, we have Leonor de la Vega, who is an artist, she is a painter. Behind me here are some of her pieces of artwork. She paints primarily on palm fronds, which I personally think is very unusual. And they're beautiful, they're entrancing, they're intriguing, they're mesmerizing. She's gonna share her story with us and also show us how she does what she does. And now we're here with Leonor de la Vega, and she's been very gracious inviting us into her home and specifically into her studio where she does her art. And I'll let you talk about what you do for your art. Well, I'm uh, a palm frond mask artist. It's uh, what I paint on most, and it's what I love to do most. Um, basically, it's a part of the leaf that comes from the queen palm tree. Um, it's something that I've been doing for a very long time. I paint mixed media um, on it, and um, although I have painted on canvas and done sketching, and um, it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, and it shows. Your Thank work you. is beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. So let's step back a little bit. First of all, how did we first meet? We're doing this on every show because my guests are my friends. And so how did we first meet? Well, um, I believe, I was trying to think about that. Yeah. Um, the first time we met was through Eddie, my um, late ex-husband. Um, you guys were roommates, mm -hmm. and I believe that was the first time I met you. Yeah, and we became friends just because you were over at our apartment, and yeah. Right, and all the shows that um, um, we went to together, different people shows, yeah, um, different bands, bands and in Hollywood. <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> we spent a lot of time in clubs. Oh yeah, that was fun shows. times. They were good times, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now let's go back to before we met and talk about you know your childhood and where you grew up and uh, siblings. 
I was born in um, Cedar Sinai, Los Angeles. And where were you raised? I was raised in the San Fernando Valley, uh, California. Right, right. And you spent your whole life here. You you never moved away and came back, or? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, spent a good part of my childhood raised in the San Fernando Valley. Um, but when I went off to school, um, when I went off to college, um, didn't travel too far. I mean, the furthest I traveled for school was San Diego, um, San Pedro. Um, so yeah, I stayed in California. I've, I've pretty much stayed in California most of my life. Right. And how did that lead into you doing your art? Um, well, I had a lot of schooling um, uh, after high school, and I believe there was a time in high school where I really just wanted to, I think, work, but I had a counselor really encourage me to go to college. She thought it was very important for someone like me. Um, gr grew up um, uh, pretty poor, actually. Um, so I think that she felt that that I really shouldn't get stuck in the whole work trap after high school. She really, my grades were very good. She really wanted to see me, um, I think, do something, you know, with more with my life than yeah. just work after school, like probably a lot of kids wanted to. Um, I did a lot of college, probably a total of, of three years before realizing that um, trying to major in in English wasn't really what I really, wasn't what I wanted to do as much as I loved writing. Um, and I think I was fighting that creativity, the desire to do art, but because both of my parents um, did art, and my dad was a sculptor, he was an artist too, um, he really? did that for a living. Yeah, I, but I saw how they struggled with it, and I fought it for so long that afterward I was just so sick and tired of of fighting it um, that I decided to go to art school. And although I didn't graduate, you could say I was an art school dropout because I had run out of money by that time. But I got a good two years in. I got some foundation study study classes in, and I think it gave me a bit of a foundation. Um, coming out of art school, though, I felt like I wanted to do something different. Um, I felt like I admired so many different artists. Uh, something in me felt a need to do something different. I, I don't never felt like I was the best artist, the best painter in general, but I felt like um, I wanted to explore something really different. I wanted to, to own um, what I did. And mm -hmm. I think I, a memory uh, came back to me when I was uh, a kid, my brother and I, my mom had a palm frond tree in front of her yard and they would fall down. And I think that because of the lack of materials we had, uh, paper, and um, it was, I remember at one point painting on, my brother and I would, would paint and draw on paper bags, brown paper bags from the supermarket. Oh um, but we ran out of paper bags and I think the palm fronds were kind of cool because they looked like masks to us. So we would paint all these fun masks and, you know, our, there was so much interest in African masks and just really ethnic art. We just both loved stuff like that. Um, so your brother's an artist 
obviously then um, too, or he just enjoyed doing it? He actually uh, went on to do photography. Um, he was really good at, at photography and um, he doesn't do that so much anymore, but he has his own side business and does work um, in the, doing set designing, set painting, I'm sorry, set painting. Yeah, I mean, it was something that, that um, I wanted to explore for some reason. It just felt right to me. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, I guess, why I paint on them. Um, I think I have a connection to nature and wanting to, besides it want being sustainable, um, it's something that it attracted me. I feel like I'm taking something um, that's been discarded and giving it a reason to exist, you know, on a wall, uh, yeah. giving it life. There's lots of different reasons, I guess. Yeah, um, you do bring them to life, really. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So you've always known that you're an artist, even though, because I did kind of the same thing. I was a pharmacy major, and it's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never completed that, obviously, or I wouldn't be sitting here right now, I don't think, yeah. but... Uh, but so you've always known. Yeah, I think that having the support of my parents, you know, my dad always working in a studio sculpting. Um, my mom naturally um, having talent um, and, you know, spending a lot of time in, indoors gave me something to do. But even before that, I think, yeah, it's just something that naturally, you know, kids draw on walls. I yeah, remember drawing in books, drawing in expensive books. Um, but yeah, it's just something that for some reason um, came natural, plus having the support of parents that didn't discourage it, that really helped. And I think, you know, being super shy when I was younger, it was definitely an outlet. Mm. Yeah. You it were, was something. You were a shy, a shy child. Mm, painfully so. Really? Yeah. Because oh. you're kind of quiet now. I wouldn't call you shy now, though. That is true. Uh, being quiet is one thing, being shy is another. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I, I'm still quiet, but yeah, not shy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also a graphic artist as well. Yeah, I, I do graphic design, um, and it's, it's something I really love to do. It, it, it's, it's much different than the painting, but they both kind of feed into each other a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, that design sense. Um, and you started before computers. Oh yeah. Reused, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. My my uh, skills go back as far as paste up. If if any, you know, people my age and older will know what that is. But um, yeah, that was before when before computers when everything was done on a mechanical with overlays um, and cameras that would shoot photographs and convert them into halftones and wax machines and pasting them down on on a board and just having to mark up then send it off to the printer and oh yeah it, it sounds it, like a lot of work I think it, if anything it was more physically demanding and in some ways kind of more dangerous because we were working with um, substances that were probably not great for you like besting like things. yeah like wax removers for, for cleaning and mm. Yeah, that stuff is all banned now. All that stuff is, <laughs> is illegal. <it> really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, like, you know, you don't use lacquer thinner unless it's, you need seriously need to remove something. But 
Mm. Yeah, but you know, working I on computer. That. Yeah. Yeah, working on a computer is has its hazards too. Um, repetitive motion issues and fatigue and back issues if you sit too long. But but I think as a whole, I think um, um, it's helped me to be a better artist because now a graphic designer does more things. Um, you know, you're an art director, at the same time you're a retoucher, photo retoucher, you're a layout artist, you're a designer, you're so many different things, you don't even, you know, you're a typesetter, you know, <laughs> so before you had, in the old days, you had uh, a different person for each of those things, now they just kind of melded into oh, one. So it all be farmed out to different departments? And mm -hmm, different, different people, yeah, uh -huh. under one department, but um, it's just wide open what you can do on a computer. You can take, you know, like I can take, you know, my photograph piece of art. I can, you know, do color adjustments um, that need to be done um, if the camera didn't capture something quite correctly. If the, you know, you know, shifting color colors and lighting, and there's just a lot you can do. I remember as a very small child, we went to see my aunt and uncle, mm -hmm. and my uncle owned a printing company. They, they printed books, like they had contracts for textbooks for schools and stuff like that. And they actually had to do every letter in trays. It was way old, really old, and they had to do every letter in these trays and then put them together, I think line by line or page by page or something. I remember just sitting there as a small child thinking, how do they ever get through a book, you know, because there was just so much to it. Yeah, and that was even before just, um, oh yeah, that's like uh, serious typesetting. Uh, there's a name for that. I want to say linotype, but yeah. I don't even think that's correct. But, um, you know, stuff like that is an art now. Mm. I mean, people, I think now they go back to that and appreciate that whole process and probably do something with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's really an art form. Mm -hmm. So when you went to art school, mm -hmm. did you have to specify a certain, like you, you paint? So did you have to go in and say, I want to learn painting versus sculpture, mm -hmm. say? Well, the, for my first year was um, what they call foundation studies. And that was just uh, a lot of different classes on uh, things like color theory. Oh, um... I remember the color theory being, you know, very important. Um, there was even a class on, uh, like, form. I forget what it was called, but, like, creating 3D objects um, in 3D space. Uh, there was life drawing, um, perspective studies. I mean, that's just a small portion of that, and that's a good, solid, solid year. But what I... Um, wanted to major in and started majoring in was illustration. So then I had another um, year of, of doing illustration and that was really fun. And what is that specifically? Um, no, this is just really s sketching. I, it could be either models or objects. The, um, the subject we would either choose or the teacher would choose a subject and we would sketch that object. Um, either on tracing paper or sketch pad, and render it to a certain degree, and then critique. And that was a big thing. It was, there was always a critique um, when we would submit our um, 
homework. Yeah. Did it come out of your head or were you sketching something that you were looking at? We were always looking at something. We always had an object to, to work from. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was something that it wasn't necessarily like I remember uh, one thing was to uh, take a can opener and open it up, lay it on the table. <laughs> that was hard. That was really, really difficult. Um, because you, you've got anything that, you know, has form is going to have dimension and 3D space and perspective. So the perspective was always a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the way it turned out. Oh, I, I, do I, you I still wish have I, it? I don't know if I do or not. It'd be interesting to see if I do because um, I know I have a few pieces from that time period. I even have a self-portrait, I think I did, in pencil. Oh, nice. I have a few pieces. Did you ever do, I, I know nothing about art. That's why I'm asking you so specifically about everything, because, you know, I struggle with stick figures. It's, it's bad, right? I'm horrible. But I remember I had to take an art class in junior high school, and they had us do a dot um, where we had to look at an object and do a drawing of it in dots. Yeah. And I actually wasn't too bad at that. It was kind of fun, you know. Yeah, something that I think they call that stippling. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, it's like you're making pixels. Mm -hmm. It's like, but I can see that if, if you allow yourself to get lost in the process of something, maybe it's less daunting. Oh. And it, you know, it's not so, you're not so self-conscious about it. Is that what you do when you're painting? Do you kind of get lost in? Mm. Yeah, sometimes I get really lost in the in the little details. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and you forget about everything else probably while you're doing it. I think that's why I love to paint and why it feels so natural is because I feel like really the world to me is so feels fragmented mm -hmm. and it and I feel like everything makes sense. Everything oh. makes sense when I'm working um, with with my pieces. Everything comes together, and um, I can say, "Well, yeah, that was a mistake. That didn't quite go as planned." But the overall picture, mm -hmm. I feel like that's where I belong. And it, you know, I can be thinking about something completely different, but I'm always conscious that I'm infusing something. Um, special when I'm working. Do you ever like drift somewhere else mentally and then come back and look at what you're doing and I don't know how do I put this and say did I just do that or do you know what I mean? Um, not while I'm doing it. I think that happens more when I finished a piece and I step back and look at it. I'm like how did I do that? I mean like I'm a lot of times I'm not conscious, always conscious of what I'm doing. I mean, I can sketch things out ahead of time. Um, and to some degree, that's very helpful, although not always. I don't, I don't feel like I always need to sketch everything out. But most times I do, even if it's just a thumbnail sketch. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm, I stay pretty focused with what I'm doing. But a lot of times I think maybe I, see a color that I hadn't planned on doing or a pattern, you know, that I feel like needs to be rendered or an expression, you know. So it's, it is kind of, it's, it is kind of made up yeah. to some degree. I mean, the overall 
the overall subject matter is probably pretty set, but the mm. details and you know the right. life that that gets infused. Kind of like life; it's in the details, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's in the, the subtleties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated, and or have you ever gotten frustrated along the way with your art? Or have you always felt oh, pretty good, content with it? That's a good question. Um, well, when it comes to the process, there have been a couple of times when I've gotten frustrated because um, before I can do anything, I have to prep the surface. I have to sand, clean and sand. Um, and that's like a, a few hours worth of work. I've had some pieces where I've had to... Um, you know, I've sanded them, they've dried, and I was ready to work on it. And for some reason, the surface is just unworkable. Huh. It's got, um, it's like the surface is just not porous enough. And I'd, it's just maybe the palm tree itself, it just that one specific leaf just was exposed or to, to the environment in a way that just didn't render it workable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had that it happen. It's very frustrating because, oh, I've lost like three hours of the work, and then now I have to go find another, you know, piece and start over again. That that one. part's <laughs> very, very frustrating. It's just learning along the way. Maybe the way my paint went down didn't work so good, or um, something got a little muddy along the way, or I lost detail. Um, and part of what I do with with the chalk. Um, when I'm first working on it, there's a lot of detail, but part of the way I work is to um, spread the chalk over the surface, and that removes detail. So it's a little, at times it is a little disappointing that I don't, that detail doesn't remain, um, because it's just the nature of how I lay in the color and the pigment. But at the end, I kind of can go back and highlight some of the highlight some of the details that I lost oh, from the chalk. Interesting. You said too that you you bought this house that you live in because it has a palm tree. <laughs> it has a few. <laughs> it has quite a few. It's got, I think, six. Oh my gosh! You've got an unlimited supply of uh, palm fronds. Um, I would say probably fifty percent come from my property, but um, I had collected, um, I don't know if you saw it, but I, just outside the front door, mm -hmm. I um, was driving by a neighbor's place and I saw that they have a palm tree and one had fallen onto the ground. So I asked if I could grab that one because that one is a big one. It wow. came from a mature tree. My trees aren't mature, so um, it's hard to get variety in shape and size. So a lot of times I do look look for other places to find them. Oh, right. Other than what I have here. I did see, it's a great big one out in yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I did yep. see that one, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, oh, they're all beautiful, they're all Thank gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you ever work from pictures or does everything come out of your, your imagination and your inspiration? Oh no, I always have reference. Um, yeah, most of the time, I would say 80% of the time, there's there's reference piece. You know, if I'm, um, like, let's say if I'm doing an elephant or an owl or a wolf, um, I need to look at something. You know, I'll go onto Pinterest. I have a, 
a pin board up on Pinterest. It's a great, great uh, uh, website uh, for for all sorts of reference uh, pho photography. Really? Yeah, it's great. It's it's my favorite website to go to. I mean, there's a stock photography websites, uh, you know, for reference. But I usually find what I need there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then do you keep it by you as you're creating, or you just look at it and then recreate it? You know what I mean? Um, well, if I kind of may go back and forth between, initially when I'm actually in the phase of painting on the palm frond surface, at that point, um, I'll have the website and the reference material up on my iPad. Um, and then previous to that, I've sketched out on a sketch pad sort of what I want it to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, the basic shapes, features, and stuff like that. So that'll actually be, that would be my starting point. And then from there, when I'm ready to do any color work um, and sketching on the actual palm frond, then that's when I'm at Pinterest. Right. Yeah. And we had talked about before that the palm fronds have more 3D Mm -hmm. um, texture, or, or, or how would you put that? Um, I would say that, that, that they're, a, uh, for me, a sculptural service, surface or a sculptural canvas. Um, because, yeah, they're, it, it, it's essentially um, um, a leaf, or it's, it's the, the bottom part of the leaf that comes mm -hmm. off the tree. It, you know, to me, it's wood. You know, it's <laughs> okay. I'm a palm tree, but I call it palm palm, palm frond wood, and it is sculptural because the way it hugs um, the base of the tree gives it its form. So it's, it's definitely, uh, I would say, a sculptural canvas. So you start one of these pieces, and how long does it take you? Is there a, a defined length or a range of time that it takes you to do a piece? Uh, so on average, I would say if, if I work on a piece, um, every day, eight hours a day, um, uh, from, the, from the point that it gets into my studio and I actually start chalking and painting, I would say a solid two weeks. That's not really that long, is it? But eight hours a day. Eight hours a day. I mean, we're talking oh, yeah. committing to eight hours a day. Um, I, I can finish one. I mean, of this size in about two weeks. That's not, you know, it doesn't include... Um, the early prep time, the sanding, it doesn't, that's not including the sanding. Mm -hmm. It's not including the final varnish. Mm -hmm. Do you have to step away when you do eight hour days? Do you have to keep perspective? Do you have to step away from time to time and then come back to it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, just for obvious reasons, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah, that. Um, yeah, it, I don't normally work. One day, I mean, I usually have a break of, of a few days, you know, and a lot of times my time is split um, in half days mm -hmm. if I'm working on it. Um, weekends, if, if I'm working over a weekend, then I can do a full day. Um, sometimes even to get a piece done, I'll work a Saturday and a Sunday, eight hours. Um, but I don't really have a time where I'm doing eight hours every single day all the time, 24-7. I don't like to work like that Yeah. because I do need a break. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you take requests? Has anyone asked you to do a specific piece? Yeah, I've done a couple of commission pieces. Um, yeah. I did have a couple of pieces when my uh, dad had his gallery in um, uh, Arizona, southern Arizona. 
I had some pieces there, and um, I, there was a lady that came in and wanted a pom-pom, but she wanted something that was um, specific. Uh, her and her partner were uh, dog, I think they were, they were dog breeders, uh -huh. um, but they had a dog that they wanted on a palm frond. <laughs> really? And they did give me, you know, reference material. Um, and I just went from there, you know, uh -huh. I, you know, ex explained to them the style that it would be and it would be abstract looking and I'm not a photorealistic person. I mean, I, I can if I'm working flat, but not with what I do on painting the palm fronds. So they're not meant to be photorealistic representations of people or animals yeah. or... So your dad had a gallery and... Yeah, he had um, in uh, this art district called uh, Tubac. Um, he ran a gallery with my stepmom there. Uh -huh. And it was, it, was, it was a nice place for me to uh, have my artwork up there. Was it all his sculptures in there? It, a lot of pieces were his sculptures, paintings, yeah. Oh. And some of my art too, which was great. It was, was great, um, you know, getting feedback. I always got great feedback. Yeah. And made some sales there too for them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, boy, it really is in the family, isn't it? The art gene. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it <Yeah>. is, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I've never seen anything like it. Though you said there's other artists. You, we talked about this before. You said there's other artists who also paint on palm fronds? or. Yeah, I've seen them. I've done quite a, quite a bit of searching. Um, I think I approach it differently than, than other artists. I mean, e each artist is different. Mm -hmm. um, if you look up, search for tiki fronds, palm fronds, you, you know exactly what they are. Uh -huh. And they do look tiki. Um, mine aren't tiki. Uh, there are other artists out there that, that paint flat, but they see the, they kind of see uh, the uniqueness of a palm frond. So they'll, they'll sort of transfer what, what they would normally paint flat and paint it on the palm frond. And there's some good ones out there. Um, what's interesting is most of these artists are either West Coast or East Coast. They're coastal oh, really? um, artists. Yeah, which is interesting because that's where you would find a, a palm a palm tree. California. Yeah, the Cal yeah, the California. Even they, though they're not native here is what I've been told. Palm trees. Apparently they're not, but they thrive here. Mm -hmm. They, yeah. So do other artists work on different kinds of media? Is it media or medium? What's the word Say for it? Canvas. Canvas, Service. I like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other artists use different media. In other words, whether it's paint, charcoal, uh, crayon, um, pencil. Yeah, that would be that would be the media that they use. Okay. And what about the surfaces? Like in I'm thinking natural surfaces, like the palm fronds are natural. Oh yeah. Um you have artists that paint on wood panel, you have rock painters, quite a few good ones too. Um you have the tattoo artists, which is quite different, which is pretty organic uh surface. So yeah, I mean, anything, any surface that you can think of, I, I'm sure an artist, there's an artist for it. <laughs> Who sees the vision of what it yeah. could become. Yeah, found art, um, objects that are found, like uh, there's one lady, I think, that paints on paintbrushes on the wide, fat. Um, the paintbrushes like you paint a wall with? Mm -hmm. 
really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything, I mean, you know, look at the, shoot the cave paintings. I mean, the that cave paintings. Oh. I mean, I, I always, when I'm working, I always think about the cave painters and how, how raw they were in painting mm. directly onto the surface. And, you know, what I do is pretty raw, too. I just worked on a book where they found paintings, cave paintings, mm -hmm. um, from like 58,000 years ago or something. I totally believe it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were cave hunters and they, they look, in the book it said they look for air that may be escaping from like a cliff or a wall. Mm -hmm. And they realized, you know, there may be a space behind there. And they did that. I can't remember where it was, though. And they found these paintings, you know, that went back like 58,000 years. You know, untouched because they have been sealed. I think humans, well, not only do I think humans have been around a lot longer than we think, but they've definitely been producing art for a long time. And you mentioned found art. Is that actually a name of, or is it just it's something? Found object, yeah. I mean, um, art on found object. Like, um, people like will take, I mean, I guess in a way what I do is sort of found. Uh, you know, it's something they, they're taking from nature or people take what some, one person considers trash and making art out of it. I mean, there's some amazing, um, I know, some art dealers would be like <laughs> that outside, considered outsider art, but okay, so maybe what I do is outsider art too. I don't really care, you know, just who's to judge what someone considers art and what's coming from them organically from their heart and soul. I mean, Absolutely. anything is art, in my opinion. So now we're at the end of our segment one with Leonor de la Vega. Check back for more information and more time with her.